What's up, everybody? This is The Quad with Chris Young. I'm Chris. We got Ryan from Miami. We tanked for Tua. Haley the Bear. Hello. <laughs> and producer Josh. Hi. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I was going to try to that say was... something, and then I, I clammed up. See, this is, this is actually the second intro, because the first one, I just turfed out really, really hard. I have not, for whatever reason, the past three days, been going to sleep. I, I don't know. My brain has just kicked into this weird space of now we're going to stay up till 5 a.m. every day. So uh, I, my my alarm was going off well past the time I was supposed to be up and over here on the way to the studio. Makes for a morning por- morning podcast really tough. Yeah, it does, <laughs> especially because I'm supposed to be, you know, awake. <laughs> that's that's the general idea until five in the morning. Like, what are you doing? Nothing. I just couldn't go to sleep. I was actually in my bedroom, like lights off, ready to go to sleep. Couldn't do it. I don't know, man. The worst. I don't know. But you know what? Uh, Very, very small issue with the start of today. Also, Ryan had a small issue for the start of the podcast. Your cat was pooping (laughs) in the room with you. Yes, he was. And you you berated your cat. Like you, I was trying to talk you out of this because you're like, oh, great. That's, that noise you can hear in the background is my cat. Now it's going to smell like poop in here the whole time. And you like jumped up and started yelling at him. So now he's going to be afraid to poop. Well, you know, look, he his poops smell worse than him. <laughs> so I, had, I literally had to take care of that before we started this or else the entire time. It might just my nostrils would be clogged and it'd be terrible. Instead of yelling at him, you could have been like, "Good poop." Now I'm gonna clean Good. it up and then. Be- <laughs> <laughs> come back. I think no. he heard you because the minute you said "good poop," he ran to the door. So. <laughs> That's right, everybody. Welcome to the quad. <laughs> poop and insomnia. Here we go. Riveting, <laughs> riveting content. Let's go to music. <laughs> music. All right, continuing our current last two weeks, which now it's going to be three weeks, so I, I sense a trend. <laughs> we are coming up with interesting ways to go back and look at things related to either the date or the year we were born in for music. And this one was actually a little bit more complicated than we thought it would be because we started looking up the album of the year at the Grammys, the year you were born. So Josh and I are born in the same year. Old and, guys. Yeah, and we <laughs> immediately realized that both of us had a different album, which is impossible. <laughs> and I was like, what? What? Hang on. And so it, it, come to find out, like if you look it up, depending on how you type it in, it will either bring up the Grammy album of the year mm-hmm. for the year in which you're discussing, which would actually have been February of the next year, or the year that you were actually born, which is what we were trying to find out. So yeah, it's so complicated because it's the the album of the year for 1985 is technically in the 86. previous year. Well, it's but it's the one for 85. The year calendar year of 85 yes. is celebrated in 86. In 86, uh, yes, yes, yeah. So, <laughs> it's very, I'm it's very convoluted. <laughs> yeah, it's very convoluted. But we 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 got to figure it out. We're good. We're good to go. You want to just go ahead and start with ours? Go sure. ahead. Sure. Well, wait, did we decide? Is it? The Gram- <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay. From the Grammy Awards in 1985 for Chris and I, it would be Lionel Richie Can't Slow Down, which I got to be honest, I don't think I've actually listened through. Um, Really? All the way through. I'm sure Lady, I've heard songs on there. On. And I, I, never, I never go to Wikipedia for my information, but... This in particular, I know, is correct because I looked at the track listing. Dude, it had two number ones on it that you know. I'm looking. All night long. <laughs> I can't sing it. We don't, we don't have the rights. You want to. We don't have the rights. All night long and hello. I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard both those songs. I'm saying I haven't listened to the record all the way through. You probably need to go do that. Man. Yeah, I probably should. It's the year of your birth. I know. <laughs> Did you not do your homework, Josh? Come on, bro. What are you doing? Did you I'm, listen I'm, to your whole album, Ryan? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was baking brownies for everyone. Yeah. What's what's first of all, what gives? My cat's pooping and you don't send me any brownies? Like, what's up? <laughs> they don't they don't travel well, bro. <laughs> they are delicious. I ate one. 
I'm willing to bet in the current climate in which we exist, if you tried to ship homemade brownies, <laughs> they're just going to throw that away at this point. They're like, nah. I do like how the homemade brownie, since I'm FaceTiming in and can see you guys, is literally six feet from everyone. So it's the brownies <laughs> it are socially is far distancing away. from you yes. guys as well. The brownies are very socially distant right now. <laughs> They're socially delicious. I can't, I can't even reach them. If I wanted a brownie right now, I'm just going to have to stare at it. You have to go-go gadget it. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't work. Bear. <laughs> Y'all have to tell me because I'm yeah. apparently wrong. <laughs> I kept finding the I, wrong song. Do you know what year you were born, Bear? 91. <laughs> okay. Just wondering. So, and then I being the idiot that I am is like, oh, we got it figured out now. Now we figured out that 91 is technically celebrating 90. And then I popped up and I was like, oh, what's well, uh, another day in paradise, Phil Collins. But that was record of the year, not album of the year. <laughs> so then I just look like an even bigger idiot. But yours was back on the block, Quincy Jones. Nope, don't know it. <laughs> Which uh, coincidentally was not released in 90. It was released in 1989. So <laughs> what is going but on? But it was, it was the album of the year in 91. And had a huge, huge collection of guests. So, yep, don't know it. <laughs> this is confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna keep the trend of Haley not liking the year that she was born music or not knowing it. <laughs> I mean, this one had Ella Fitzgerald, Miles Davis, Ice T, Big Daddy Kane, George Benson, Dizzy Gillespie, Luther Vandross, Diane Warwick, Barry White, Chaka Khan. I mean, I, there's, there's some heavy hitters on that album. You got to go check that out. Can you name a song, though? Yeah, I can name a bunch of songs, but I, I don't know that you're going to immediately go, I know what that is, since you didn't know who Quincy Jones was. It's <laughs> a fair it. point. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to help at this point. When you tell me, I don't know who that is, I just kind of was shocked for a moment, and then I was like, I, I, we're just going to move on. <laughs> Ryan, what was yours? <laughs> Mine would be... You're going to give out the, the year, studio. buddy? You're going to go ahead and give out the year? Yeah, 1989. There we go. Um, greatest year. Uh, 1989. It's a beautiful year. Beautiful year. The album of the year from the 31st Grammy Awards was Faith by the English singer George Michael. Nice. Big Do you want to know what the, the, the first song on that record, what the title of that track is? Faith by George <laughs> That is the second track. The first track is I Want Your Sex. Ah, yeah. No, that so, sounds like fun. The See? only yeah. the only thing I can ever remember is I did this one photo shoot where it, it's pretty counter to how I would normally dress for a photo shoot and it's very like clean in a suit. And it was, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of how many years ago this was, but the way that I was standing and the way that they had done my hair, it was very kind of quaffed. It was very high. And uh, Blake Shelton went and found an image of George Michael that looked almost exactly like the same pose and the same hairstyle and just posted it all over the internet that year. So. I want to see this. No. I feel like <laughs> that's like, Someone's going to find it. Quad World, someone find this picture. I feel like it's the photo from the album cover of Losing Sleep because that would be that would look like no. George Michael a little bit, right? The, no, the leather no, no, jacket, no, no, no. quafted I, hair. I, I And again, I said it's older than that. <laughs> you obviously weren't paying any attention. <laughs> oh, I was. I was just throwing my own recommendations out there and yeah. totally ignoring what you not said. A, not a suit. Yep, we're going to find leather this Leather jacket picture. is not a suit. I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Okay, Josh is going to find it. <laughs> How many leather jackets do you own, CY? Uh, you know what? I, I would have I would have said a lot more before I moved into my house. Because I, I just got rid of a bunch of stuff that I didn't need. Like, either gave it away or donated it. Just didn't want a, a huge closet full of stuff. Because I'd, I'd really kind of held on to everything that I had year over year in the place that I'd lived before because I'd lived there for almost six years. And so that was one of the things I did was just kind of completely downsize, even though I actually moved into something with more square footage, I didn't want as much stuff. Totally get it. It's the best time to like just kind of clear it, clean stuff out and yeah. start start fresh. And it this, was nice. This quarantine and the leather I did. jackets had to go. The leather <laughs> all of them. <laughs> All okay. of the leather jackets. I just didn't know they were they were they, that caused so much clutter that those it was like you know what 
Everything else could stay. Leather jackets, though, you're out. Hey, See you later. Brian, can you do me a favor? Just lean back, look at wherever your cat is, <laughs> and ask him to poop in your lap. <laughs> Bentley! <laughs> Come here, kitty. Chris has a, uh, a request. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He gave All me right. that classic cat look, you know, that's like, why are you bothering me? I'm not going to do whatever. Yeah, that, that whole, uh, yeah, so I'm responding. I know what my name is, but I'm not actually going to do anything that you say. Well, isn't there some sort of... Uh, diary cat diary that is running around your family that uh that's it's pretty well known I'd, my mom viral. my mom made a, a daily diary of the cat that has been at their office because obviously with with pretty much everyone being gone they didn't want him staying there even though they have to be open on a fairly regular basis being an essential business and, and dealing with a lot of the loans and everything with them being accountants, they didn't want him staying there by himself. So <laughs> she took him to her house and she was like, it, it really looks like he thought he was in prison <laughs> by the way that he would react to stuff. And they have a dog and he was just really, really confused. So she wrote like a fake diary for at least a good two weeks. It was really entertaining. It's pretty good. It's yeah. Pretty good. I, I mean, I can start reading some of them. But I would have to find it. That's not something I can just pull up immediately. Well, what, what did the cat refer to, like the humans, or what was the what was I the don't terminology remember. used? I, I, I'll, I'll try to find it for next week if if we can even remember it at that point. <laughs> so much cat content today. I know, dude. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do a, a quick round of what we've been listening to, mainly because I wanted to get this one out, and, and it was kind of a surprise. I did not know this song was coming out, and. I just think it's fun, and right now that's something that I'm constantly just looking for more of is just, you know, I get it. We're going to get our, our daily dose of realism and the real world, so some of this stuff I just, I'm kind of looking for what's going to entertain the hell out of me, and Brad Paisley's new song, No Eye and Beer. Heck I yeah. love it. It's no fun. I haven't heard that. Yeah, you need to check it out. It's great. It's such a good song. It, I would honestly say the bridge is as weird as this is going to sound. The bridge almost makes the song even better for me. And that's something that is super, super rare. Have you listened to it, Josh? I only listened once, and I'm not even sure I got all the way to so the bridge. So the, the bridge I... is there ain't no you and I in beer, that's right. But there's about to be a lot of beer in you and I. Love that. It's just smart, and it's it's totally Brad. It it just sounds like it definitely sounds like a Brad song. Yeah, it sounds like a Brad song, and it's it's amazing. I love it. I love it. What have you been listening to, Bear? Since it's not Quincy Jones. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually disappointed that it took me two months to realize that this uh, group came out with another song. They got back together, and they're my girls. But the Pussycat Dolls came out with another song, and I have been listening to it nonstop. Uh, it's called React. It's of course it's typical dull fashion and high paced. It's a fun song. It's pretty much them saying we want you to react. Like their boyfriend, like they fight, they do this, they do that, and the boyfriend just gives in. He's like, "I love you, baby." They're, they're trying like, to trigger him. Yeah, they're like, "We just want you to react. Like you don't you stop babying me. Like we want you to react." And it's just a good the dancing in the music video is phenomenal. I already learned it. Um, <laughs> I don't understand. Like the. These were my girls back in the day. It's all I listen to. It's all I dance to. And I'm really excited that they have a new song out. And y'all need to go listen to it. It's called React. All right. Ryan? Did you just pull out a Pussycat Dolls re <laughs> she reference? She did. We really have had a lot of cat uh, <laughs> on this program. Indirectly, too. I know. Um, by the way, the No Iron Beer song, like what I love about that, too, by the way, CY, is it's it's basically about what we're going through. And I love that Brad gives a shout out to like first responders, truck drivers, says we're all in this together. Like, you know, just as a sign of our times, pretty cool how that song kind of touches on that. Um, for me, I've been jamming to uh, the new collaboration between Jameson Rogers and Luke Combs, Cold Beer Calling My Name. Um, love the song, love the release. And it's got a good tune. And when I get done with this podcast, I'm going to head out on the boat and a cold beer will be calling my name. So I will certainly be listening to the song. Jealous. 
which is partly why we're doing this earlier than normal. <laughs> yeah, to cater to your boat needs. when it's- We're just jealous. It's okay, Rye. That's all it is. I'm going to go sit in my kiddie pool that with an oversized float. <laughs> yeah, can you explain this kiddie pool to me for a second? As we have another cat reference hey, on the kiddie show. Kiddie pool? Man. <laughs> Meow. This no, is I, getting ridiculous. My dad brought one of those plastic pools that's what like three feet big or something it is i don't know anyways he brought them over for my dog last summer and i never used it and then well i was laying outside in my driveway trying to tan this pale skin and i was like "Ah, it's really hot and i was like well let me fill up this kiddie pool and then i realized i had a float which again is twice the size of this kiddie pool (laughs) i sent y'all a picture that i installed a pool today uh and i sat in it and all the water came out I got a question for you. When when he pulled up and you saw the size of the pool, did you say you got to be kidding me? Oh my gosh! All right, meow. Let's get back to. <laughs> oh no! Oh god, this is gonna be running. Go ahead, Josh. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, <laughs> Save us from this, please. That was. Perfect. I can um, feel. Oh. I can feel people tuning out. Yeah, they're just they, like they're, no, already, they're out. Nope. Uh, and to remind everyone, if you would like to listen to any of these songs, we have a playlist on Spotify. Just search The Quad with Chris Young, and there will be a playlist that pops up, and you can listen to all of these songs. All the explicit ones are Haley's. <laughs> Everything else is the three of us. Um, my song that popped up, uh, it's actually, they're a local band. They're not big. Um, it's three uh, younger songwriters. They're all in their early 20s. They're called the Sadie Hawkins Band. And the song is called The Way You Break My Heart. And it sounds sad, but it's, and it's sad. But it, <laughs> it sounds sad, and it and is. And it is sad. But uh, it's a really great song, and it's, it's super catchy. And uh, I just, I love them so much. I filled in on bass playing for them uh, once, and probably again soon, once we can play shows again. Um, wonderful people, great song, The Way You Break My Heart, Sadie Hawkins Band. Boom. Boom. You gotta right. be kidding me. Can we mute Ryan? Is that <laughs> well, I mean, I, he just reused a bad dad joke that I did like a minute ago. Yep. So. <laughs> Come on, Ryan. You're better than that. That was appalling. Oh, oh gosh. gosh. I don't know what to do. There's no. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a darn minute here. That was perfect. <laughs> and no, that was not intended to be a cat pun. You already gave that one. I know. Okay, let's move on to sports. We got a lot to talk about today. Sports! So I do have to give uh, one more shout out to Sabrina Inescu for being on the pod. So much fun having her. Yeah, she's great. And by the way, if you listened to the episode last week, and you got to the music at the end, and you hit pause, probably want to go back and listen to the very, very end of that episode, because we... There's a little surprise at the yeah, end. Yeah, there was a little... Little surprise on the end of that podcast. So the story she, she told was was absolutely fantastic. I love it. So I mean, I remember exactly what show she's talking about too. Far beyond just that show, I remember that entire weekend because it was out, uh, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. That's a part of the country I don't get a chance to get to all that often. So I, I just remember everything about that. So it was funny hearing a story from another side from someone we were interviewing and going, man. It's, it's just wild to think about while I was doing this and this and this, she was being excited. The tour was coming through. It's just a pretty cool story. So make sure you guys go check it out. All right. So starting things off, just like everyone has been saying for multiple weeks, I feel a draft. <laughs> we felt a draft, had a draft. It was amazing. I was so excited. It was on <laughs> and I just got to enjoy a, a little bit of normalcy with with my football draft, and I. By the way, the funniest comment that got made, I I pointed out. I was like, if you've ever wondered what six seconds of silence sounds like on national television, it's just painful. You don't think about like five six seconds being really that long. And I posted something on my Instagram, and then I I don't think they meant it this way, but it made me start laughing so hard as somebody goes, reminds me of the quad <laughs> in the comments. And I was like, um, I don't think any of us have ever shut up for five or six seconds consecutively. There was that one awkward pause that Ryan called out on. Do you remember that? That was not five seconds. <laughs> no. I, I, I promise you. I don't it think, was like three, but it felt like ten. Right, and so six seconds of silence just feels 
forever long. I can mean, I, you, can you, I, do, I will say this though. You called them out on that, which, which rightfully so was an awkward moment, but to have three days of draft coverage, all virtual. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. first of all, first of all, I said off, in that post, I, I, I think they did a hell of a job. They did an amazing job. What they pulled off was unprecedented and it was a masterful job. Trey Wingo, Trey Wingo did a phenomenal job. He's, he's the, he's the goat, man. He's the goat. Him and, him and Scott Van Pelt, the goats. It, it was incredible the way that he handled all of that top to bottom. And I, I also liked the, the gradual decline of <laughs> level of pro- level of professionalism <laughs> from Roger Goodell. <laughs> As you can tell, like at the beginning, I'm going to nail this. And then after he, he kind of flubbed the line where he was talking about the fact that they were going to go back to Las Vegas in 2022 in between, I think Cincinnati is next year. And then they're going to go back to Vegas because it was an open year. They hadn't announced it. And then Kansas city and Kansas city. and 20, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, team. Yeah, I figured I was going to get a team of destiny out of you there. Not right? city of Not destiny. Yet. City of destiny. I want to say the best part about everything was seeing how multiple things happened virtually, like the girlfriend taking the phone, the mom pulling the <laughs> girlfriend off the lap, the dog showing up. Like, what was going on in these people's? Uh, you missed Mike Vrabel's house, which happened in your guys' backyard. <laughs> yeah, if you guys, first of all, did not see the draft, there's three stories that we just covered real fast. One of them was, it was it CeeDee Lamb that with the with the phone? Yes. The phone? Yeah. So it, it obviously cut to them, uh, and by them I mean him and his girlfriend, and he has multiple phones because in, in that moment you're trying to have a phone for your agent, a phone for the team, and there, there was a story about one of the guys that was later on in like the fourth, or fifth round. Like he accidentally hit decline and hung up on the team that was getting ready to draft him, and it ended up being fine. But you know, they're sitting there, and and you see her just reach over and like grab the phone, and then he realizes that she has his phone, and it just takes it back from her. Like absolutely not. You see the look <laughs> on his face, and it was just one of those things that kind of spun out bigger than it is. And first of all, I'm excited about that pick because I'm a Cowboys fan. And I am also excited about that pick because I'm a Longhorns fan and he played on the Sooners <laughs> and he torched us. So I'm excited to see that happen from someone that's going to be on my team, which we'll get to in a second. But it got called out because Trey Young made a point to point it out. <laughs> and then people went back and it and realized that it was Trey Young's ex Who's oh. now dating Ceedee oh. Lamb? <laughs> I missed that. I missed that part. I missed that uh-huh. part too. Oh my. Uh huh. Oh, this is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, see if you can confirm that, Rye, while I'm saying this uh, on the pod. On but I, I heard this like immediately after it happened. I was like, oh no, like that's a whole nother layer. If you're going on to call out someone's girlfriend taking their phone and then it's your ex, <laughs> my mind is blown right now. I know. <laughs> And that was where a lot of people initially saw it. And now, of course, ESPN also replayed it. <laughs> oh, this is this is confirmed. Yeah. This so. is the confirmed story, and it is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I just made Ryan's day. I this is great. <laughs> so that happened. Then there was another player, and I cannot remember who the player was, unless you know off the top of your I, head. I don't remember anyway. the name of the player. But um, it, so there was a, a, a go ahead, you tell it because it was <laughs> just this girl who was his girlfriend in his yeah, lap. Yeah, they're like she was in his lap, and I don't know if they had gotten the news yet because they hadn't like jumped all over him. But she was like hugging on on his head, and then you see the mom like go to like kind of like pick her up not literally pick her up but like make the gesture to get off the lap and she like flinged her arms back like no and then all of a sudden she goes nope and like totally pushes her off the lap and goes let me congratulate my son kind of thing like, this it is my kid's great. moment <laughs> this is great it was all up in their faces like and the then camera. mike frable i don't know what was going on at his house i didn't well, see this one there well, was yeah, there was a guy Josh. in. All right, first of all, you do need to go look. Is this, this the up. couple that comes from behind the wall? No, oh, no, 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 Josh. It's spandex and and some dude in a mullet and somebody pooping in a bathroom. Another poop it wasn't, on the, that on wasn't the that poop. They said he they, was just wasn't. sitting in a chair. He was sitting at a um, bar that was in the background and a mirror, but it looked like he was dropping <laughs> a deuce. 
<laughs> someone randomly in the bathroom on national television. But it, like one of his, it was it, one of his sons. Yeah, I guess, it was all of his sons. Was in like a blue and white, like a powder blue and white it spandex was, zip up. It was like the ice, the ice superhero. Um, Frozone. Yeah. I think that's, I believe that's what they said from the Incredibles. Uh huh. But I, I had no idea what was going on in that one. I, th- I thought they were just trying to be weird for the sake of being weird. And then uh, the fact that we're talking about all of this, we haven't even gotten to the actual draft. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and, and break that down. I, I think there's so many things that were interesting to me being a Cowboys fan. I loved every minute of our draft. I thought we got a lot of things that we needed even through the later rounds, uh, picked up uh, another player from Wisconsin for our offensive line, which I think we needed to continue to rebuild. And I think that's one of the things that my team has actually done really well over the years is is stacking their offensive line every time they get a chance. Um, got some defensive help and then obviously picked up CeeDee Lamb, who not only is a great wide receiver and is going to make that terrifying because he played X, Y, and Z. He played all positions. So they're going to be able to have him, Gallup, Cooper, and Zeke coming out of the backfield. Who's going to play quarterback? That. <laughs> I was just wondering. Hey, man, I got a question for you. Uh, since Tua's not going to play this year, who's going to play quarterback? Did they Traffic play? of destiny! <laughs> no, that's not going to be a thing. Did they officially say they were going to send him out the first season? There's no way they play Tua, right? Right? Uh, Fitz, Magic's going to start, which is fine. I'm cool with Tua, you know, learning a little bit, maybe going forward 12 again and, you know, getting another top five pick and stacking an offense. I mean, look, this is what the Dolphins did. Their only good draft pick this weekend was Tua Tungabailoa, and then they drafted literally tanks around him to protect him on the offensive line. That was it. That's what they did. And they drafted a safety from Texas, who you probably know about. It was pretty good. But other than that, that was their picks. Are you happy with it? Are you happy with your draft? Pick of destiny. Of course I'm happy with the draft. Tua Tunga Vailoa. We tanked for Tua. We are going to win a Super Bowl in the next five years. It's amazing. You were trying to tank for Tua and you still messed it up. You still get into the first you didn't get the first pick. But I, I appreciate uh the Dolphins knocking the the Pats out of the the two seed. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well. Wow. Okay, right. Josh, are, are you happy? And by the way, I just have to point out. When I was talking with you before this goes down, you're like, this is just weird. I don't know what to do. Normally, we're way early on. We have the last pick. It's it's just very strange. So. Yeah, there's normally been a lot of pressure of like, we have to nail this like 7 to 12 pick because this could be the difference in our team. And now we have 20 of 22 starters coming back. And so sitting there being like, I don't what do you, what do you, do you don't, you don't get an offensive line because the top tier talent has already kind of been taken off the board by 32. What do you do there? And apparently our GM texted Patrick Mahomes and said, who do you want at 32? And all he did was say Clyde. And they're like, cool. Oh, so, that's incredible. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. That's, that's the story that came out. How has this not been talked about? Right? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, when uh, I think on the Kansas City Star, they they reported it. Um, That's basically, amazing. yeah. So Pat was like, "Yeah, give me get me a weapon," and so they drafted Clyde uh, Edwards Hilaire, and uh, and then we got some cornerbacks and we got an offensive tackle, and I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about our draft. I think we didn't have a ton of needs, so now we're just kind of stacking and getting some depth. And that was also the the smallest number of running backs taken. It was the first running back in the... And, well, but I'm first. saying, I think there were only seven running backs taken in the entire draft. And yep. that was like the smallest number since like before 2000 yep. or something like that. That's crazy. I have some numbers for you, by the way. If you want to uh, Well, numbers. hang on. Bear, do you want to talk about your team's One draft? of them is bear related. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not bad. Um, <laughs> the way that's but, like hey by the way if, if any if, any guys that are listening to this podcast if you ever have a girl tell you that she's not mad in the tone of voice in which bear just said that about the chicago draft she's run. very run she is pissed okay so i get it mad. our tight ends disappointed i get our our tight ends were nothing last year like they didn't do jack crap but now they're overcompensating by having eight tight ends. And no, our they first- have ten. 
They have 10. You're not helping the situation, which I'm excited for Graham. Obviously, he's getting older and he's not signed on very long. And then, so Cole is, I think he's going to be good, but I wouldn't say that we need that many tight ends <laughs> considering we, they weren't very productive for us last year, but I am, we did need a cornerback, which he, I think it'll help, and I we really just needed more offensive line, and I I don't I'm just gonna sit back and see what they do. So it didn't go well, <laughs> is what I'm hearing. So you have enough tight quarterbacks, ends. Tight ends. you have enough quarterbacks and tight ends to uh, basically be your entire offense to supply the entire league. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna stay optimistic. All right. So, Did they draft a kicker? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> The double doink. Okay. Don't you think they could have used one of those instead of 10 tight ends? Unless all 10 can kick a field goal. Ryan, you're so lucky you're on a stick right now. How many? How many? Going to uh, okay, first of all, <laughs> you can't say that. No one has any idea what you're talking about unless they follow this like to the letter. Okay, Since well, you know what? I hope that's you follow this. a visual joke. <laughs> Ryan is on a stick. Ryan is timing in on a stick, yes. Yes. I will jump through this phone and completely bear attack you. I will Khalil Mack you. Hit the button. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So you want to give us some stats before we uh Oh, yeah. We I Go got ahead. some good stats for you. The first one is 55. 55 million people tuned in to the draft, which is a record. That is awesome. And I feel like it gave us some sense of normalcy over the weekend and something to look forward to. It was amazing. That's stat number one. Stat number two is 63. That is how many SEC players were drafted. Um, for the 14th consecutive year, the SEC led all conferences with 63 draft picks. Think about that for a second. 14 consecutive years. The SEC is pretty darn dominant, man. Pretty darn dominant. Uh, and then the last one is not a statistic, but it's actually um, something from Roger Goodell that I, I thought was cool. So we're all talking about you know, Mike Vrabel's house and Jerry Jones sitting on his quarter of a million dollar yacht, you know, basically having people hold his phone for him and all of these amazing backgrounds. Roger Goodell said that he was so thrilled and enjoyed the experience. And so did so many of the coaches that they already want to keep some of the elements used in this year's draft for future drafts. I bet um, he doesn't want to keep the element of him doing it because as we all know from that photo that circular <laughs> circulated around our group. Somebody slipped him an ambient or something. He was well, I mean it, towards the end of it he was holding his cue card upside down. <laughs> <laughs> he just got tired of being in his basement for like seven hours. Um, I I thought I thought it was really cool to see the the coaches and the staff with their kids. And I loved like Cliff Kingsbury's house where he's just sitting in this like mansion. You know, it was just really cool to like just see all the backgrounds for guys. So I liked how they did it, and I hope that they continue to take some of what they learned this year and sprinkle it into future drafts. But I would really like a live draft back, like in person, and the ability to see people get drafted and get excited in the moment instead yeah. of that was the one hiccup that I felt like they never really truly rectified, just because it was on delay and when they would react, it was like video of the family sitting there and then they would start talking and then they would immediately go to the video package right about the time that you could tell they were seeing the news on TV. And so you didn't really get a lot of the Instant reaction, reaction. Yeah. the standing up from the table, the hugging that I missed. Yeah. But that was about the only thing, like you said, I think they did a phenomenal job, especially under the circumstances with, having that many feeds going on and God bless whoever was in charge of all of that. <laughs> Do you think the delay was longer because they wanted to make sure they had a bigger window in case technology failed? Cause it felt like it was longer than just the normal six second or seven second delay for audio. It did. It did feel a lot it, longer. Well, uh, yes. Uh, I think a little bit of that was factored in Josh, but also think they've got probably upwards of 130 different feeds that are coming in at one time, all on different technologies and wavelengths and satellites. So I think, I think that kind of factored into it too, when you've got 130 different camera angles or camera feeds to different players and, and coaches and GMs and owners. So I wonder yes. if they should have just not done it live necessarily, but like a 30 minute pre-tape, like be 30 minutes ahead so that it can be perfectly edited by the time it's going to the consumers. I don't know. Yeah, but then you have to worry about news getting out of who drafted who. 
What are what? you doing? Why are you I, pawing I, at the mic like a cat? Just I, because I adjusted <laughs> positions and I realized my mic was where I was, how I was sitting before. So you I went to go talk and I had to go. Cry. This isn't that kind of microphone. <laughs> It just sounds like you're hitting the audience with a pillow. While they're trying that was to uh, another cat reference. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yep. I, I, I did. I adjusted the way that I was sitting and I went to go talk and realized my mic was really okay. We, we got it. <laughs> that was pawful there. Oh. All right. It's, <laughs> it's, it's jump the shark now. Now we're done. I, I will say right at the end of this, before we move on, one thing I just want to throw out there definitely thinking about Dak and uh, he, he lost one of his brothers this past week. So uh, that's, that's always heavy. Anytime you lose anybody in your family, much less, I know how close he was with, with his brothers and that just sucks. So uh, thinking about you, dude. And uh, let's, let's do something uh, funny for the very, very, very tail end. Ryan, Tom Brady, Is he going to be in trouble with the league? <laughs> because all the other teams are already saying he's broken a rule. Because technically he is not allowed to see a playbook, discuss a playbook. And one of the things that everybody was kind of laughing off where he walked into the wrong house, he was going to Byron Leftwich's house to go meet up with him. And he walked into the house next door. And this guy's like, um, who are you? And he like, it was like, oh, God, sorry, and, like, ran out. He just breaking and entering, and everyone's laughing about it. But now there's some teams that are legitimately like, that's a rule. You're not allowed to get a leg up on competition, especially since just about everyone is still sheltering in place, and, and they haven't been able to go to their teams and start the new year. What do you think? Do you think people are just whining about it because it's Tom Brady? Yeah, and I think, I mean, the story went viral and, you know, people are like, wait a minute, you're not supposed to meet with coaches under this new CBA, given what's going on, and you go and meet with your offensive coordinator. Everyone needs to shut up and calm down. Tom Brady's okay. getting adjusted to his new home, okay? He's walking into <laughs> houses, he's, he's he's working out in closed parks and getting stopped by park security. Like He's acting well, like he's, they already gave him the key to the city. He's just going wherever what? he wants. He is typical Florida man right now, okay? Let him be. Just let him be. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right, let's move on to movies. Movies. Got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about, but as always, I figured this was a perfect segue because we're going to talk about The Last Dance. It's amazing. It's so good. So good. It's amazing. And I I am shocked. There's so many little things about the Chicago Bulls, and especially, like, this is very Michael Jordan-centric, right? Let's, let's go ahead and cop to that. As much as... Like episode three was focused on Rodman. Still a lot about Jordan. Like mm -hmm. this is just as much a, a documentary on him. And one of the crazy, crazy things that we were all discussing there, a reporter looked at Michael Jordan and said, what do you think about the criticism that you don't make your teammates better and that you are never going to be able to lead the bulls to a championship? Let that sink in. Next time somebody says something to you, if you've got like a long-term goal that you're working on or you, you've got like a big project that you're working on and someone just kind of throws you under the bus, think about that. Someone asked Michael Jordan and was we're actively talking about the fact Michael Jordan was never going to win the Bulls championship and that he was just a selfish player and he didn't make his teammates better. But Josh can attest to this. Like there was actually conversations about whether or not Michael could win the big game because he was the scoring champion. He was the greatest player in the league and in the game at the time, but he couldn't get through Detroit. He could, first of all, he couldn't get through Boston, then couldn't get through Detroit. There were, Josh can back me up. There was a legitimate conversation of whether or not Michael can win the big one. Yeah. The reason why the Jordan rules, which is a book and yes. also was in, created was, okay, you stop this one guy and you stop the bulls. That was it. Now, the one thing I, I will say for me that I found intriguing, I, I've obviously heard all about the Jordan rules and, you know, the Pistons beat him two years in a row and then went on to win championships both those years. And then the next year was the Bulls coming out party when they finally got over the hump. The one thing I have not heard discussed a lot until the last dance was that during that offseason, Jordan decided for the first time he was going to go do strength training mm. and, and bulk up. 
And I, that's just something that I feel gets lost. And a lot of people don't make a, a huge point of that, but that was the, the whole thing with the Pistons. I, I think it was Michael Wilbon that was talking about it on ESPN where he was going, I was watching this with one of my kids and they're like, dad, that's like two fouls. He goes, Oh no, no, no. They, they, they don't, they don't call those then. Like they, they just didn't, unless you like threw a punch, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't giving you a flagrant. Yep. So well, wasn't it that Jordan bulked up, but the whole team didn't even go vacate. Like they said, the vacation, the whole team was like, no, we're in this all like they pretty much encouraged each other. Like we all have to be better and get to that next level in order to pass the Pistons. And I think a lot of people would agree with the way that they, the way that they frame this, but that was really when they bought into the triangle offense. Well, it's right when Phil started to take over too. Right. So it's, it all, it all combines at the same time, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's very similar to like Giannis Antetokounmpo two years ago went from like tall and like he was big, but he wasn't big, big. And then all of a sudden you see him in summer. You're like, Oh, he's Shaq now. (laughs) Yeah. But you're, you're also talking about a, I mean, how long has he been in the league? Uh, he was oh, but Giannis's jump, it's true. Well, yes. from a talent perspective, and bulk Giannis's jump from one year to the next was like he came back and people were like, Who the hell is this dude? Right. Like, where did but you come I, from? I would also say that that's a hallmark of the league as it is now, too. And, totally. And with what age he is, Jordan had already been in the league like what seven years at that point? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a very odd hey, I've been in the league seven years, and then all of a sudden I decided I'm going to you know, add like 15, 16 pounds of muscle. It'd be like if Kevin Durant came back and was just jacked. And yeah, it it was just something that I had not put in perspective. And and that's the thing for me that I love so much about this show is just that it's all of the minutia that I never thought I needed that I really wanted. Dude, you know what I absolutely love, which would have never flown in today's NBA. And I think it's incredible. And I love that they talked about it when, Dennis Rodman comes in and goes, Hey, Phil, I need a vacation. And then 40s, he has 48 hours in Vegas, right? And then you get to see the introduction of Carmen Electra, one. And two, Rodman goes out to Vegas and just goes, You know, bleep this. I need a couple of days off. He misses like four games. Jordan has to pull him out of his Vegas hotel room. Carmen Electra has to hide under the sheets so that Jordan can get Rodman back to practice with the Bulls. And then I love that Rodman just like laps them in these like, uh, Indian runs or whatever they were talking about um, and just comes back and then they obviously go on to win a title. But can you imagine if in today's age, some play, let's just say Kevin Durant, who's, you know, week in the head just goes, you know what? I, I need a week vacation. I'm going to go to Vegas. Can you imagine what would happen in today's game? <laughs> well, in social media and how many videos would be posted of like Rodman at the, at the crafts table or Rodman in a club. And you're like, Hey, aren't you supposed to be playing basketball right now? Yeah, it's incredible. That would not that would not fly today. There's a lot of things that happened then that would not fly today. So. What's yeah. going to be interesting, hopefully, whenever this gets released as like a uh, on demand or if there's extras, is like how much footage do they have of that Vegas trip? Because the, the the camera crew was there with him the whole time. Ooh. What? There's a lot of that's never going to get used, though. We we know that. But there's there, got to be there's got to be some extras. Like there's some good ones in there. I promise you. There's some good stuff in there that was like, yeah, they, we're not going to put that out. Was it you that was telling me that someone had had hinted at the fact that Kobe's last season? They already. It's confirmed. They they filmed his last two seasons. There you go. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, what I also noticed is that I don't know if they were trying to pit each other against each other. They're like, do you want to see what? Do you want to see what Jordan said? Do you want to see what he said in the interviews? They were showing him what they said. They definitely did that about. They definitely did that about Isaiah. Yeah, they definitely did that. That was intentional. And you see, I I don't want to misquote somebody. I think Isaiah already came out this week and and basically like doubled down on it again, where they were they had him saying that he didn't think Jordan was the greatest of all time. Oh, did he really? Yeah, of course he did. I didn't see You're just talking about like the the level of player that we have now and with what people do. I I I think that was so important for them to establish just Jordan saying he still hates him. (laughs) I don't want to see what he says. He's probably saying this, this, this. And he was Jordan was like, Yep, see, he did say that. (laughs) He's like the best part is Jordan going, I don't care what you're gonna show me. He's still an a hole. Like, (laughs) yeah. That was that was the best part. It was like, cool, got it. 
I, I do love though, just the, I mean, you always hear about these stories, right? Of like, you've got to go through defeat to reach the ultimate goal of victory. And it's, it's pretty crazy, man. Like you see how they have to continually go up against the Pistons and then finally in, in year three when they meet in the playoffs and they sweep them and, and Detroit just walks off the court, doesn't even shake their hands. Zero sportsmanship is like, that's how we were passed the torch. That's how we're going to pass it to you. Like, man, it's just, it's, it's really cool to see all this in a perspective of obviously knowing what happens, but just the, the content is second to none. Agreed. So we are in the movie section. I feel like we've talked about <laughs> nothing but sport. It's from sports back into sports, but sports movies. Yeah. I, I'm gonna. You guys, you guys go. want a cat update? By the way, <laughs> sure. He is currently. I have like a free drink chip. You know, like where you get one of those chips for a buy one get one. He's currently uh, kicking it around my floor right now, and now it's under the rug. So He's thirsty. Get, get that. Get that cat a drink. He has to live with you, man. He's got to deal with this. <laughs> Wait a minute. How no have wonder, he had all no these? No wonder he's an alcoholic and wants these free drink chips. <laughs> I am going to go straight back to my my nerd side for uh, for movies as well. Everybody was like, I don't want to see anything with subtitles. So I'm going to give you another subtitle film that I just watched. It <laughs> was awesome. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, it's called <laughs> Train to Busan. And it is amazing. It was one of the very, very first really, really big. Like I, another thing that I love is is horror films. And so... This one was like the very first breakout hit that they had had in that region for a zombie film. And it's really, really well done. Like there's some serious like story beats in it. And then there's the action is really good. I, I just thought they they nailed it. And evidently they're working on a sequel that's coming out very, very soon. But if you uh, are, are like me and you don't mind reading subtitles on something... <laughs> Go check that out. It is it is really really awesome. Watched it on on Netflix. Do you yeah, like zombies? Incredible. Do you like reading? I have the movie for you. <laughs> I hate you. It's like a picture book. <laughs> no, that it. A picture book doesn't, doesn't have, have any words. words. <laughs> Good lord. Uh, oh, I know, no, never mind. Foot and mouth. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. That's I I can't I couldn't have done that on purpose. Nope. I couldn't Please have led you. Button. Please hit the, hit bear, the button. bear button. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, have mercy, y'all! I'm losing it. I mean, technically, I did look this up because I wanted to see if if there's even just some uh use short simple sentences. Not that. <laughs> nope. Still not the same. <laughs> Uh, anybody else watch any other movies that really jumped out on? I did. I just told you. Extraction. So good. Yeah, but I want to talk about that when we've all seen it. Since that just came out and it also came out in the middle of the draft. That, that'll probably be what we discuss next week. Are you cool with that? Who's no, the main yeah. character in that? Chris Hemsworth. Oh, yeah. I did see that on Netflix. On Netflix, right? Yeah. I, the, the crazy thing that I saw, actually, and I can I can discuss this, without giving away any of the plot points in the movie because I haven't seen it. And we don't want to spoil that anyway, but he uploaded a bunch of videos of these guys like tracking him down while he was filming this to get yep. autographs, like on the back of mopeds and, and motorcycles, like going through the streets where they filmed this, almost causing like traffic accidents, trying to get to him so that he would sign autographs. And yeah, that, they had his like picture. Yeah, they're like, like on the moped. <laughs> on the moped, and then then like the, you, there was one in particular, and he goes, "This guy was particularly aggressive," and it shows this guy pull up, and it's just him. He's not looking in front of him at all. He's just looking at Hemsworth, and he's like holding up his photo, and Hemsworth is like, "Yeah, I see it," but he's like pointing towards traffic. He's like, "Don't <laughs> cause an accident," and then like the guy goes away for a minute, and then he comes back, and he's got another guy who's now sitting on the back of the moped. <laughs> Holding up the same photo and the other guy's driving so that he can focus. Well, in the joke under that video, he said, and now he's my stunt driver. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. But we're, we're definitely going to check that one out. If you want to kind of follow along with us for next week, go watch Extraction. I heard it's amazing. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Yes. It's going to be good. All right. Let's do the hot take. Hot take. Hot take. 
<laughs> Nailed it. I love how he like Perfect. backs up when he does that and like You don't want me yelling it. into that microphone. And stuck the landing. There it is. <laughs> All right, Barry, you get the hot take. I do. Don't fumble this. <gasps> I'm not a I was gonna make a joke on All right, my don't own. Don't miss the field goal. <laughs> <laughs> don't hit the upright. Okay, so just to go out and say it, this week, the hot take, I am uh, going to say what the best side dish at a barbecue is. And without a doubt, it is, I'm going to say it's mac and cheese. Why is it mac and cheese? One, everyone loves mac and cheese. You can't like potato salad, macaroni salad. Everyone's really picky. A lot of people don't like mayo. Everyone's super picky about that stuff. Baked beans, not everyone likes baked beans. I can go on and on about all the sides, but no matter what, whenever you go to a barbecue, the one thing that's always missing is the macaroni and cheese. You could mess it up. It doesn't matter. It's macaroni and cheese, and people will still eat it. I promise you. It's the one thing you know everyone is going to eat at the barbecue. And you can go a variety of ways with it. And you can even sometimes put the hot dogs in it. I, I'm going to I'm gonna hold mine. I'm going to let you guys go first. Ryan, what, what, do you, what do you got for this? You know what? I'm going to defer to you guys beforehand. Okay. Because I, I kind of <laughs> like mac and cheese, but... I think there's a better side than mac and cheese. So, Josh, go ahead. Well, all right, then go ahead because that's you already have your idea. So, why yeah. don't you just go ahead and make your point? I think baked beans is a more iconic barbecue side dish than mac and mac and cheese. Mac and cheese, you know, you can you can put in a couple of different categories and comfort food and this barbecue. Baked beans is the top side dish at a barbecue, hands down. But there's always a lot left. Not a lot of people actually eat it. It's a it's a my sister thing. does. I'll eat my baked sister beans. loves them. My sister hates them. She will not eat them. Actually, a lot not, of people in my not family my thing. Will. But that that is very much a a barbecue staple. Go, it, it here's is the thing though, Bear. I mean, you know what they say: beans, beans. They're good for the heart. The more you eat, <laughs> how many more poop or cabbages? <laughs> I'm really sorry about yeah. this week. I. <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> Go ahead. So to me, we're looking at consistency. And I've had some great mac and cheese, and I've had some bad mac and cheese. You can never have bad mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. You can have it's bad mac and cheese. cheese and noodles. But it's like, I don't do well with super creamy stuff to begin with, so this might just be a personal bias. But I've had some bad mac and cheese. I've had some bad beans. I've had some great beans, but I've had some bad beans. But the one thing that I've never had bad is cornbread. Oh, I didn't even think of cornbread. I've had, I have had bad cornbread. Have you ever had burnt cornbread? It's still delicious. No, it's not. Oh yes, it no, is. it's not. Okay, Absolutely so, not. So you did you see me perk up for a second I and then did. like freeze? All right. First of all, baked beans. I, I feel like it's split right down the middle. Some people like it, some people don't. That's why there's always a lot of baked beans left over. I personally don't don't eat baked beans. Like I won't even put them on my plate. My sister loves them. When you get to talking about mac and cheese, that's not something I think of throwing on the grill. Yeah, you can put it in, in like a dish that, that'll cook at high temperatures and you can put it on a grill. But if I'm barbecuing, I think grill immediately. That's just where my brain goes. And even if you're cooking some sides inside and then also cooking on the grill outside, mac and cheese is not something that I go, man, I have to have my mac and cheese when I grill out. Like, I, I don't see that as, and maybe that's just my family, but that's not a side we always have to have. Had it sometimes, don't always have to have it. Cornbread I like, and the reason that I perked up is because I was just going to go with corn. Mm. Oh. Ooh. Because that you can cook inside, you can grill it outside in the old uh, Reynolds Wrap aluminum foil. You can do street corn, you can do a lotus with it. Sure. Which is amazing. There's just oh, I like love this. Oh, yum. Yeah. Yum. You want me. Oh, you want yeah. me over there. So, but it's interesting because it's cornbread. That's, you have to, I mean, you, you don't have to put actual corn. You can make it just cornmeal, but uh, I don't, I see corn, even for me, I'm like, it's, it's corn. I don't always, I don't go, that's not, that's not the first thing I go for. I'm not going to go for corn, especially if it's corn Here's, on the cob. That gets in your teeth and it's just obnoxious. Here's the great news. I think we can all agree that barbecues are fantastic. So I have uh, a third party here that can help settle the debate. So according to our friends at Thrillist.com, 
Okay, we are ranking the five best barbecue side dishes. This is, again, according to our friends at Thrillist.com. At number five, biscuits. Big old pile of biscuits. What? At number four. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. At, at number four, elote. Oh, there it is. <laughs> so good. Oh, my God. They're so good. At number three, mac and cheese. Ah, I was reaching for number yummy, one. Yummy, yummy, so gooey weird. mac and cheese. At number two, and this is where the controversy begins, my friends. At number two, watermelon. Whoa. I mean, I will say, I will say that although most people are just going to have it fresh, that's not going to be a cooked side. We did have that last time that we cooked out at my parents. Because my niece loves watermelon. So would it be a here's, side or would it be an appetizer? Here's why Thrillist puts it at number two. And I, and I can agree with this description. You can chop it up, you can put it in a bowl, or you can pour your booze in it. <laughs> <laughs> it is very versatile in that way. <laughs> All right. All right. And at number one, the best barbecue side dish, according to Thrillist.com, it's going to be his. A big-ass bag of chips. Mother oh. God. What? <laughs> Okay. Get out of here, oh. Thrillist. It Get out. Walk into the ocean. Chips, potato, <laughs> nacho, whatever are the perfect side. They will all be eaten probably before anything else. And I will say that is a pretty good argument right there. At least. Big old bag of chips will be eaten before anything else. At least mac and cheese was on there in a better position than the rest. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I we don't do chips and dip at, at a... There's always potato chips, but again, I don't. Mm-mm, I'm just not not in my house. Really? Well, I think we have to define: is it are we like grilling is it barbecue? Out? Is, is it barbecue? It, right. Is it just burgers and hot dogs? Because then, yes, I would say chips are there. Well, all the yeah, time. if it's burgers and hot dogs, then, oh, but yeah. a barbecue. I mean, like if you think about it, I, when I think of a barbecue, I think of going to someone's house and you're barbecuing. You have people are coming over with their. Well, See, but, but I, I think d- that's the difference between barbecuing and grilling out. Right. Like, to me, those are two different things. But, Again, I I would grilling out. I agree. You would always have chips, chips and dip. I, yeah. And I even saying that I was like, oh, wait. Yeah. When we when we do like hamburgers and hot dogs, normally not always, but normally it, I guess the thing for me with mac and cheese is I love mac and cheese. That's more like a, a, a Sunday like it's dinner a fo- staple it's a football or like a football thing. <clears throat> like put it, get those big full pans, make a giant batch. You can bring it. You know, if you're grilling that at the park, you're going to bring that with your potato salad. But see, that's like beans. a social thing. That's not, and by the way, I, I mean that in the term of like like a Sunday social. That's yeah. that's like a after church, everybody brings a, a dish, like that's a covered a dish thing. The same thing. I mean, see, that's that. Yeah, I don't think of a barbecue as everybody brings a a dish. I don't. What? But everyone's coming to barbecue. So we should have said like best potluck side because then it would have just been. No, it's barbecue side. Okay, here's the deal. We're going to back up. We we agree that mac and cheese is on that list. This is Haley's hot take. So we have to have mac and cheese. What's the other one we're putting up against it? Is it baked beans, corn, or cornbread? Or a big ass bag of chips. Or You know what? <laughs> Fine. Let's do it. Is it? This, this is what the poll this week's going to be. Is it mac and, mac cheese. and cheese or a big ass bag of chips? <laughs> I'm going to say it just like that. <laughs> yep. Mac and cheese is winning in a landslide. They just, have, just get that image of the guy that's eating popcorn all over himself in the rain at the MLB game. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm that. talking about? That's the best. Yes. Just get that. It's the best. <laughs> By the way, in case you were wondering, according to Thrillist's list, cornbread is ranked ninth, baked beans is ranked eighth, corn on the cob is ranked sixth. See, I feel like that's a that's a step in the right direction for me because that's two different uses of corn. Three if you make your cornbread with corn. Mm. Which is the best way to do it. And granted, but, I get it, cornmeal, it's a derivative, but But no, it's yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. I, that that would be like two and a half. In a top 10? All I know is if someone brings cornbread to any sort of party, the cornbread's gone. It's gone. It's yeah. gone. It's gone. There's no. There's none left over. Have you ever had honey cornbread? Yes. Oh, so good. Sriracha every, honey cornbread. I will have every iteration of cornbread. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, don't test that theory because I will make something abolishing just to have you eat it. Wow. Okay. The more that's... you eat, the better you feel. So eat beans with every meal. <laughs> 
Well, guys, that's going to do it from all of us here at the quad. Once again, I am Chris. We got Ryan from Miami. Goodbye, friends. Haley the Bear. Oh, Lord, no, Producer Ryan. Producer John. Meow, meow, meow. And we're out. <laughs>